0: You're listening to Door and Window Market Magazine's special podcast, Industry Update the Coronavirus. This podcast is designed to bring you the latest industry news surrounding the disruptions caused by this worldwide pandemic. And
1: now I'll turn it over to Drew Vass, editor of DWM Magazine, who will give you an update and introduce our special guest. Thanks, Chris. I'm Drew Vass, editor of DWM Magazine. Welcome to the podcast. We've spent the past few weeks discussing everything from manufacturing and sales to machinery and the CARES relief package. Today, we'll pivot to marketing. For this, we'll talk to Joe Mills, director of marketing for Sunrise Windows and Doors. But first, some news and a few announcements that we feel are worth sharing. Executives at Geldwin announced they're taking 25% pay cuts this week while also temporarily closing some manufacturing locations. The company also entered the next phase of yet another legal dispute with Steves & Sons and was recently ordered to stop holding back supply of door skins to the company. If you missed the article in our newsletter, you can find it on dwmmag.com to read all the details there. If you read DWM's newsletter, uh, then you know that de announced cutbacks to its operations and personnel yesterday. Officials say that due to economic uncertainty and its responsibility to protect its employees and customers, the company is reorganizing its operations in Monroe, Ohio, including a 30% reduction in workforce, effective immediately. The facility in Fernley, Nevada will not be affected, officials say. Our hearts go out to the folks in Ohio, as well as to those making these difficult decisions. Among the specific reasons for cutbacks, officials cite a severe decline in orders, many of which likely come from new construction. The National Association of Home Builders announced yesterday that builder confidence dropped 42 points in April, the largest single monthly change in the history of its index and the lowest since June 2012. But the news isn't all bad these days. We have received numerous messages and statements from companies looking to spread the word about what they're doing and some anxious to let people know they're still in business. Others want to spread the word for how they're adapting and helping in unique ways. Chris Cooper, director of business development at Joseph Machine Company, says his company is dedicating a portion of its business to producing germ barriers, which it's providing at cost. These include clear units that some of you might see at supermarkets and stores, basically protecting employees. Roto Frank of America has donated surgical masks to the Middlesex Hospital in Middleton, Connecticut. Officials say that as soon as the company received surgical masks, they immediately thought of the medical professionals who are working in that state. We are extremely grateful to all the frontline workers who have been Going the extra mile to keep everyone safe, says Chris DeMau, President and CEO. Jacob Kowalski, Sales and Marketing Manager for Light Century, asked us to report that his company is safely working from home, doing its part to prevent additional spread. The company is wishing good health to all and reports that it's still up and helping customers. Michael Duncan, General Manager for Vowinco, says that after stalling operations, His company is beginning to ramp back up in a slow, safe manner in recent days. With glass and plastic product manufacturers on the list in Pennsylvania, the company could have continued operations all along, but he felt it was best to shut down for a few weeks to organize and establish new policies and procedures. In the meantime, he says everyone was kept on payroll throughout that process. Our guest today suggests that we're all learning how to deal with a new reality, Joe Mills is Director of Marketing for Sunrise Windows and Doors. Let's bring him on so we can discuss what this new reality looks like specifically for marketing. Joe, welcome to the podcast.
0: Well, thanks for having me, Drew. I appreciate, appreciate you reaching out.
1: You've been blogging for us for some time, writing about sales and marketing, including some very specific advice, and first... I want to say thank you for those contributions. I know I've said it many times, but we we appreciate it, and I know that our readers do too. And I think I've said before that with the way you lead from one topic to another and tie them all together with specific plans and lessons, um, your articles read almost like a book, Joe. <laughs> it's it's well, like it comes together.
0: Oh, well, thank you, I. I really enjoy doing it. Um, it's it, to me, it's kind of a teaching thing, and and I've always been into that. So uh, it, it's it's certainly um, a lot of fun and, and and a way to for me to to get out a message. So thanks thanks for saying so.
1: Well, your last article was titled "Everything Has Changed," and that's for sure, right? But let's talk about what has changed specifically for marketing. What does the current situation change about? marketing doors and windows let's start with dealers if construction is shut down right now in a lot of states you know aside from emergency repairs and such then in theory is this a good time to market more to dealers uh, who might be you know slow and shopping changes
0: well you know we certainly um, have kind of changed how we're doing that Um, we have a, a force of territory sales managers Um, that cover all of the areas that we cover and you know a big part of their job is is seeking out new business obviously we've got those guys homebound right now um, and they're doing most of their work from the phones Um, we are bringing in some new business even as we speak uh, you know from from things that happen in the industry but really from from my side of the business i spent about half my time marketing four new dealers and the other half marketing to the end user. From my standpoint, we're just keeping some things going that we've been doing that um, are, are relatively low cost. They're content based, as you could guess. And, you know, just keeping the name out there. We're, we're actually doing more social media. Um, just, to, you know, we look at, for example, from a dealer side, we look at LinkedIn and we're kind of Sharing some of the things we do, we are working a lot with existing dealers, um, helping them, you know, wade through some of these things with the payroll protection program and and the you know the loans that were out there and um, and those type of things. But you know, we're not actively seeking a lot of new business. Most of our dealers don't play in a new construction marketplace anyway, so mm. that part really hasn't affected us that much.
1: Gotcha. Okay. And so you've, it sounds like you have increased efforts. And so one thing, amid the last recession, some experts advised beefing up on marketing, actually doing more of it rather than going conservative. And that's a bit of advice that I imagine some companies had a hard time accepting as they clamped down on budgets, obviously. And what, so what is your take on this? It sounds like you are a proponent of doing more, and your, but you're finding economical ways to do it.
0: I think that probably summarized that very well, um, Drew. As a marketing guy, obviously, it scares me to death when I hear somebody talking about cutting their marketing. I think mm-hmm. this is different than a recession um, in, in that it, it just happens so quickly. But I, I do think there's opportunities there to to do some things that maybe we didn't do before. i give you a, a great example. Um, TV. Who's not advertising on TV right now? Well, it's all the politicians, um, mm-hmm. all the sports folks. They're not doing much advertising. and We've had some dealers be very successful um, creating TV messages that allow them to do a couple of things. Number one, it allows them to talk about how they're dealing with um, COVID-19, how they're protecting their own employees and how they would protect the homeowners um, were they to come see them.
1: I think the mm-hmm. second
0: thing they're doing that's been very effective is creating offers that really help to get that homeowner to the next level. You know, from my standpoint as a marketing guy, there's two reasons to do a promo. You do a promo to get to a yes, or you do a promo to get to a um, an opportunity that you wouldn't go out into do otherwise. Um, I think mm-hmm. there's a little bit of both of that happening now with some of the things that we're seeing.
1: And yep. you're... I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, you know, you mentioned earlier that you um, play on both sides for marketing. You're, you're helping your dealers, you're marketing to dealers, but you're also thinking about the consumer element and how you market to them. So on that side, what would you say have become the key messages if before it was, say, it was comfort and performance or maybe maintenance, have things taken over? Like, you know, you mentioned uh, safety and whatnot. Is that has that become the key message? On the consumer side,
0: yeah, I think it depends on how I'm trying to reach them. In other words, you know, sometimes I try to reach the end user from my dealer standpoint, so that I, 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 you know, uh, would in that particular case would definitely talk about things about them being safer and 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 you know taking um, precautions and talking about things like remote demonstrations and things. I'm sure we'll talk about from the other half of it. Um, I've always believed in educating consumers, and I think now um, there's an even bigger opportunity to continue to do that um, through content and social media. Because you know most of them are stuck at home, they're looking around their house, they're seeing these windows and doors that that obviously need replacing, and they're spending a lot of time on the internet.
1: Mm-hmm. One
0: interesting thing we we have an ebook on our site that we um, it's called How to Buy Replacement Windows. And that's always been a a huge um, success for us in terms of creating potential for leads. But what's interesting now is I'm getting about three times the number of downloads as I would normally get this time of year. And it, you know, the content, I believe the content's great, but the reality is it meets people where they're doing their research, they're, mm. they're they're seeing these things in their house. They're wanting to find out more. So we certainly want to be out there when they're looking for those kind of things, because then eventually we we you know use those to develop relationships and and move them on to a dealer lead level at some point.
1: You know, one thing I wanted to ask you about, and I'll kind of draw on a personal experience here to uh, to frame this question, but. When it comes to things like financial incentives, whether it's you know deferred payments, zero interest, uh, those sorts of things, or even just steep discounts, um, I'm wondering how those things are playing out these these days, um, and how you see them. But also, we'll, we'll just relay a little personal story. You know, my, my wife and I were shopping some things before all of this started. And just right on the verge of making a purchase, and I'll just tell you what it is. It was actually mattresses. <laughs> We're in desperate need, but um, and then kind of put the brakes on, like a lot of people did. I'm sure, you know. Um, now I'm circling back and reshopping, and I'm discovering, okay, all these, com- these companies are offering deep discounts and or some discounts, and there's an element to that that I'm wondering. Do you feel like in some ways? And when you see those steep discounts, it's almost like adding insult to injury because they're trying to lure you into spending money when maybe it's not great for you right now. How do you feel about that? I mean, have they come into play as an effective method or is there a risk there?
0: That's an excellent point. I tell you, I don't see a lot of um, deep discounting in terms of pricing. Mm -hmm. I see more of what you talked about in the beginning and kind of where I was alluding to a little while ago. And that is using things such as financing to give people an incentive to go ahead and get it done. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of our most uh, successful dealers with generating leads right now are using some of the finance programs that, that we're involved in to offer things like two years, no interest, no payments, nothing down. And, and, and literally giving that that consumer that sees all this stuff, we, as we talked about, the reason to go ahead and say yes now.
1: I see. And two years is, is a pretty – that's a long time. So it gives people maybe added confidence that that's enough time to sort all of this out, and surely they'll be in a better place by then is the idea, I guess.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, one thing I wanted to ask you about the what we're doing, all of these things we're talking about, should these be – maybe not you know, two-year <laughs> deferred payments, but should other elements of marketing and, and what we're doing in sales, are these permanent changes? Should they be permanent changes? Um, or are we really just kind of patching through to the next bright spot?
0: I, th- I think, <laughs> I don't want to hedge my bets there, but I think it's a little of both. I, I, I certainly think that and I'm always probably overly optimistic, but I, I, I certainly think at some point in time, um, we, we're able to look back on this in a different way that we look at it now, um, in a more positive way. But I, I, I absolutely, as I mentioned in, in that last blog post, I absolutely think there's elements that are going to continue and they're going to lead. They're going to hurry some things that were already out there on the horizon. Uh, but they're going to, um, Um, ease us into them. And I I think those will be some of the silver linings that we'll learn from all of this.
1: Well, I love the way you wrapped up your last blog article by suggesting that someday, instead of asking, is there a reason to do this online? We'll be asking, is there any good reason to do this in person? So that's one. Another thing that you really intrigued me with, and I wanted to ask you about, I'll make this my last question though. Um, It caught my attention, but you mentioned satellite technology and products like Hover and Eagle View. Can those technologies or will they soon be able to actually measure doors and windows remotely from satellite view? Is that possible?
0: Well, they're already um, doing uh, roofs. Um, Obviously, they're above the roof. They're, they're, They're doing some of that we see some siding, some windows. I I think what's interesting with the window and door piece, but especially, um, I I started in this business as an in-home salesperson in Atlanta, Georgia, working for a a dealer. And one of the things that we never did was we never ordered windows based on a measurement from a salesperson. So, Mm -hmm. it it really, the salesperson measurement was more about getting to a level of pricing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, I think, you know, there's even apps out there you can put on your phone now that can measure a window to a point that would would meet those expectations. And, and, you know, typically you're going to send another guy out to do a final measure, especially when you're building custom windows like we do. But those electronic things like the hover that you're talking about really are part of that, what was more futuristic in terms of how we might do business in the future that you know, we're starting into now, and and, and I think it's going to just um, roll directly into that. Mm-hmm. And that is this whole concept of, of meeting in, in person versus meeting um, remotely. I had a conversation this morning, as a matter of fact, with our, our director of operations, and one of the things that I was thinking the other day is, you know, as we let our as we slow down on this idea of social distancing, as things start to, to lessen up, I think the first thing that will happen is families will start getting back together again. But, but I do think there is going to be a period of time where uh, there's going to be a level of – and distrust is not a great word, but it is in the sense that if they don't know you, there's going to be a period of time where they still don't want people in their home, I think – Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that's where all of these tools like the Hover and some of the other things out there are coming into play. That yeah. leads directly into that millennial group that that for the most part, they'd love to be able to do these type of things without out having people out to their home. So, you know, it's just just kind of speeding up the process
1: that was already out there. Yeah, so like you said, one day we'll be asking, is there any reason to do this in person? Well, Joe, we'll look forward to your next blog article and more advice on how to market through these tough times. In the meantime, I'm going to say thanks for joining us today. This was really insightful. Well, I appreciate it. Anytime, Drew. Well, that's all we have time for, but we'll be back Tuesday. In the meantime, stay safe, stay well, and lastly, stay in touch, please.